Welcome back to another session of the Roundtable. Today is Sunday, January the 24th, 2020. This is Playoff Sunday, actually, so playoffs should be starting in another 13 minutes or so. We're sorry for interrupting that playoffs, but the first quarter ain't going to really matter too much, so you tune in with us for just a little bit. Today's session, I'm going to be talking to a young man who wrote two books, and uh, one of his books is titled Heavy is the Crown power. And the other book is Burning Bridges. Um, the first book that uh, we're going to be speaking on reference to, when you think about novelists and how they come up the creativity of uh, generating a, a book, a topic of a book, the heaviest the crown, when I sat down and read that book, I was like, where was he going with this? Where did he cultivate the, the, uh, the the thought process to create the the writing of the characters and the dialogue of what he wrote because I'm actually as I was reading it I was watching the movie at the same time and it's rare that you read books and you see the movie you read books and you be like wow great story but when I was reading this one at the same time I was seeing the movie just be displayed but I'm not gonna spoil it we're gonna go to uh, a quick commercial and when we come back. I'm going to bring the young man up who wrote those two novels, all that and more at the roundtable session. You are now tuned into Urban Voice Media. Welcome back. As I stated earlier in the intro, Heavy is the Crown Power and Burning Bridges. Both of these books by written by Tyrone W. Stringer. What's up, my brother? How you doing, T? Hey, I'm doing all right. All right, man. Glad to hear have you here this Sunday, playoff Sunday. Sorry for oh, yeah. interrupting any type of playoff gatherings you might have planned. Nah, you right. Much ain't happening in the first quarter, right. either, you know. You right. Right, 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 right. They they all knocking the bugs off the first and they filling each other out. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Hopefully it ain't high scoring like it was in the one game, man. What's so, oh, who was yeah. it? Uh New Orleans it had like 20 something points first quarter. Right, but like, first quarter, yeah. That was over with. Then the but I don't think it's gonna be like that this game. This bigger <laughs> than that anyway. So yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Tyrone, let me ask you, when did you, when did you start, when, when was it first noted to you that, hey, you know what, I'm good at writing stories? At what time period of your life? Oh, man, I, I don't know if I told many people this, but actually, man, I was in my second round of 12th grade. Yeah, so uh, actually, so I dropped out in 12th grade, uh, so I had to go back. The following year, well, I went back the following year. They allowed me to come back, and uh, I had to take an English test. Uh, it was more like a, it was a short story. That was that was the big grade that I needed to to graduate. So, wrote a short story, and I got a, uh, I think I got a B minus or C plus, whatever, whichever it was. It was enough to pass me. But that one time, and that's the only time I can ever remember um, complaining about a grade, and. Um, you know, it really meant something to me. And then later on down the road, I came back across uh, Donald Goins' book. Some years later, I came across Donald Goins and uh, some Iceberg Slim, some stuff like that. And it was the same 
um, it's written almost the same as what I had written without ever having any knowledge of how those go the guys wrote or not. Uh, it was very similar. So I said, well, I, I got some. So, but it still took me a while. It took me some years because I never really took it serious. So uh, I would say that was uh, probably 05 when I really started writing, 05, 06. So did that C, by you getting the grade of C, did that make you, uh, did that, motivate you more to say, hey, I know I did better and I know I can yeah. do better. Yeah. 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 I thought I thought I deserved a better grade for one, but it was the only time I could remember that I ever really cared about a passing grade. You know, it was a grade, it was a passing grade and most people wouldn't have really complain because I, I graduated and everything, but it kind of showed me like, well dang, I was I did something that was pretty, pretty decent. And um and I, and I enjoyed doing it, but I, I still didn't pick it up quite at that time. But uh, it, it, it kind of opened the door for later on. It, it helped me come back to that moment and say, well, I, I did this. I, I've done this before. And um, I, think, I think I can do I think I can do more with it. Mm -hmm. um, you also you do some public speaking as well, though, right? I, I, I have uh, since the COVID been going on, like right when it hit is when I was planning on um, trying trying to find some places to, to, to speak. But, uh, you know, COVID messed all that up. Tell me about um, your Stringer Legacy group that you have there on Facebook. Working, um, hopefully turning into a full-fledged publishing company, uh, at least where I can uh, publish my own stuff and um, print my own stuff so I don't have to go out and pay someone else to, to print my own my own books uh, and also to be able to help someone else who's trying to get in to, to be able to, to show them uh, what I've, I've learned and knowledge that I've obtained to be able to give them that and mm -hmm. some TV stuff later on down, down the road. Okay. Sounds good. Um, how's the weather up there where, where you are? Where, where are you located at? Uh, we're in Rafton. They call it Rafton, the local, <laughs> uh, Rutherford County. Uh, yeah, Forest City, Spindale, like right in that mix. So, uh, okay, it's just uh, about thirty minutes from uh, Shelby. So okay. A lot of people don't even I know about the area. I think that was that was a little. Uh, you had a little bad weather that way, clouds or something like that, overcast. Yeah, yeah. yeah I think you. I think it, your uh, your signal got a little lost. And said, well, maybe he he's somewhere higher up, and there's you know some clouds or something going through. You're right um, at the mountains. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, that yeah, it's not too far. Yeah, yeah, I think uh, Lake Lua maybe less than an hour. Uh, Asheville is an hour away. Mm -hmm. So real close to the mountains. I noticed in your uh in your book, you it seemed like you 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 took a lot of your characters and your your depiction of the area of what you talked about was from the location of where you grew up from. Mm-hmm. What what made yeah. you want to use what would what, what made you want to use local local knowledge to create your characters? Uh, it's, they say write what you know, and that's kind of you know, uh, and also just want to just want to show love to to the area that I'm from, uh, the people, um, even creating the names and different names of uh, the characters. Uh, just always want to show love, and, uh, and it is kind of writing what you know at the same mm -hmm. time. Okay. The first book I'm going to speak on reference to is uh, Heavy is the Crown Power. Mm -hmm. 
um, as I started reading this book, it um, it, it floored me. I'm gonna be honest with you. I thought I was watching a movie. <laughs> yeah, hey, I appreciate <laughs> and, that. Appreciate that. And it's rare that I go back quick and read the book again and again. It's rare, but this one, I'll go back and read it again. You yeah. know, no time soon. I, I'll go back. Um, yeah. you took in this one. What made you want to go to the uh, Democratic Republic of the Congo and start the story there? It was it's something that I read a long time ago, and uh, I always thought it should be some attention brought to it. It's about uh, the children of Congo. And the children of Congo are about kids, um, maybe 10, 11, 12 years old. They were fighting in wars, and it just showed a... Um, show the people that were just in uh, dire need of, of just, just help, just uh, mainly the kids though, um, going through such tough times, they had kids that was uh, prostituting uh, just to survive, just to eat. It's, it's, uh, it was real bad. I'm not sure now uh, what's going on there, but that's that's what got me to write it. And, uh, and just over time, I just came up kind of with the story just ran with it, you know, just worked on it over a period of time and um that's what I came up with. If if you were to do the movie, if you were to make a movie off of this book, would you want to center it there in um in the uh in the Congo? Yeah. Uh I've I've thought about that. I wish I could visit. Um I wish I could visit there. It would um, have to be Right now, you know, I definitely couldn't do it right now. So we'll see what the, the years, uh, next few years present. Okay. I would definitely like to be there. Now, you focused this book on two characters, uh, the brothers actually, Amari uh, and Malik. Mm -hmm. And do you, are, are you, you have brothers, siblings, sister siblings? I do. I do have a brother that I just found out about probably three or four years ago. Uh, I think I've even seen him a time or two, but uh, I have two brothers actually, but I've never met them. So, but uh, the names, the Amari and Malik, I got those names from my sons. Uh, my son, my oldest son's middle name is Malik, and my youngest son is his name is Omari, but I just changed the O and the A. So. Awesome, awesome. So I got the names from. And, you know, it, it talked about the strong bond that these two brothers would never. They, they made a vow that they were they playing soccer or football or something like that. Yeah. Playing soccer on the way home. Um, the, the thing with, they don't see is they've already seen the violence. And they uh, so so when it gets up to the I, I say it's an early climax, uh, then watching their parents, see, seeing what happened to their parents. Um, they had already seen the violence uh, from these the guys beforehand, and they knew that they had the they always had to stick together. So that that's where the, the the bond came from. Them just knowing that they had to stick together to one day uh, this would probably happen again. They just grew that you know as brothers. Um, I'm pretty sure like you and Rick growing up early, you got a bond, got a, just an undeniable bond. Let somebody do something really bad to you, hopefully you'll have that bond, you know, with your family. And with your right, right, right. Um, will we spoil it if we tell what happened to the parents? What was nah. the brother thing? Well, nah, it wasn't spoiled. When the brothers came home, 
and saw the parents uh, getting violated, what made you want to um, take it that extra notch to say, hey, I got to make this so horrendous where people can understand what that brotherly bond really, really, truly means? Yeah. Um, I just try to be a little bit uh, detailed. Um, I guess not so, so, so much, but I think that people will get the picture as, as you see that happen to your parents is that it's your parents and this is your brother, no matter what. You no, know, shared something together that was just uh, so bad that y'all gonna have the same feeling of, uh, mm -hmm. you know, you're gonna have the same feeling of, of what should happen down the road. Mm -hmm. Now, when the brothers split up, and I won't tell mm -hmm. what what how that uh, broke down, but when the brothers mm -hmm. split up, I'm gonna be honest with you. I thought that, uh, man, this is this is going south. It, it, this yeah. ain't looking good for the the brother unity. It's broken for it's gone. Yeah. You yeah. know, uh, they can't possibly. And I'm thinking they're gonna meet back up, and they're gonna hurt one another. It's gonna be bad, together. right? Yeah. And I was hoping I was hoping that, that people would think that way. That's why in the beginning I was trying to let you know that the, the bond was strong. They they vowed to never break the bond anyway. So when you're reading that and you go back, you're like, well, dang, he said that they were the bond was was strong. So so that's that's kind of I, I was hoping for that that reaction from people. Mm -hmm. And you know, as I got further deep into the book, you know, you you it kind of I still wasn't too sure in reference to Malik mm -hmm. as to yeah. whether Malik was gonna really, really whether whether they had done convinced him to no longer have that bond with his family, his brother, and so yeah. on. And I won't tell anything else in reference to what else, uh, just like yeah. you were talking about, you found your brother, you found uh two brothers and everything. I won't tell what else you know they found in their life in their family unit. Right, right. But um, because you got to buy the book, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> but it it made me feel good to see that no matter what, as you said earlier, no matter what may happen between you as a sibling, mm -hmm. there's some sort of a bond that would never be broken. Right. And it made me feel good to see that, you know, Emily's character, even though he went down a different path than Amari, mm -hmm. that brotherly, that family bond, it was still in there a great percentage. Right. Um, and you made me feel good because, man, I'm like, gosh, not another one. Not a situation yeah. where we just, we, we just never be together again. Right. But um, you talked about a lot of bloodshed. Yeah. Um, what made you tell the truth of really what goes on in certain sectors of the world that a lot of Europeans and a lot of Americans really don't get the full picture about? Yeah. Um, like I said, I wanted to be as, as uh, resembling as much as I could of of actual what I've read and what I've seen, the videos I've seen over there. And I uh, wanted to let you know, I mean, it's not just guns and uh, there's a lot of stuff over there. Like you said, machetes, a, a lot of machete. Uh, I talk about that a lot in, in the book. Um, but I just wanted to get it as close to what I felt like really goes on and try to be real um, 
genuine. I know it's it's a creative. I created the story, and it's it's not based off of anything that I've seen, you know, lived. But I think I watched enough videos, and I got a kind of a good understanding of what happened. So I just wanted to get as close as possible to that as I could. All right, ladies and gentlemen, this right here is the book "Heavy Is the Crown: Power" of Tyrone Stringer. And on the back, I'm reading it says Tyrone uh, W. Stringler is a African American author and entrepreneur, born and raised in Kingstown, in the Kingstown community of Shelby, North Carolina. Kingstown is that named after the Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. It is. It is. Awesome. Uh, uh I can't remember when it got established. I want to say in the 90s. I think they established with all the locals. We still say Golden Ridge. Um, we still call it that. But uh, around the world, hopefully around the world, one day they'll know us as Kingstown. Has any of uh, um, Dr. King's siblings, have they ever been to Kingstown for any of the, um, maybe the celebrations? Praise and stuff. Not that I know of. Um, I. We just had the, uh, excuse me, they just had the Juneteenth uh, celebration just recently. Uh, you know, I, I haven't ever heard anybody, mm -hmm. any one of his family members being there. That'd Where, be great. Yeah, that would be awesome to have one of his relatives to come and um, participate, especially with it being named after their father. Where right. can they uh, get a copy of Heavy is the Crown Power? Uh, you can go to Amazon and uh, you can purchase it off debt. I, if you could, I'm usually at the 321 flea market located in Dallas, North Carolina. It'd be great if you if you could come by and see me. I would love to see the people who actually spend money on, on a product of mine just to, to thank you in person and, and shake your hand. Awesome. And also, ladies and gentlemen, he can autograph it for you right there up in personal. It's nothing like getting an autograph book by the actual author. And you right. know that you got it. And maybe also a photo op showing that, you know, hey, this is what it is. Yes. The next book. Uh, now, let me ask, which book came first? Was it Heavy is the Crown? No, that's that's real recent. That was just last year. It took me a long time to put together the second book. The first book, Burning Bridges, I did in 2012, actually. Okay. It Burning took forever Bridges. to write. It took forever to write. Oh man. Now it's this just because book, I didn't believe. This book here, it seemed like you you really, really focused on where you were from. Right. Um, what made you other than the fact you wanted to give back appreciation to your hometown or where you were born and raised, what made you use so many different uh aspects of the Shelby area? Uh I to saying like, um, want to write what I knew. Um, in the beginning, I would just, it was never intended to, to even come out the book. Um, like you said, I went back and seen some things was like, well, I, I know I can write, uh, let me try this again. So when I got to write and it wasn't even, like I said, it wasn't to be brought out. It was just to see if I could do it. Then once I seen that I could do it, then I wanted to show my friends like, Hey, we can write books. We can do a million other things besides uh, what I was doing at the time. I was just in the streets. I just wanted to show my friends like, hey, I got this. We don't have to be in the streets. I don't know. I didn't ever think of making any money off of it. I just wanted to see uh, 
see them see me do it. So um, just wanted to use Shelby so they can relate. And uh, they knew it wasn't far off. It wasn't a story in New York. It wasn't a story in um, L.A. It was it was here. And uh, I probably um, forever do that some some kind of way, have it linked to whatever I'm doing, just so that people know, like, um, I'm one of them for, for, for one. And um, anything possible, man, no matter where you're from. You know, Tyrone, it's, it's rare that you, you read a um – a, a person's book and you see where they personally took time to truly give appreciation to certain people for uh, supporting them in their writing process. And this one, were you in Columbus, Georgia at the time you wrote the book? When I finished, I was. Yeah, once I finished, I was in Columbus. Okay, because you had gave you had gave credit to Pat and Debbie at the old uh, Circle K. Um, right. And to me, if I influenced you so much to give uh, to help you stay motivated to write a book and you said that, say what you said in the acknowledgments to me, man, that would mean the world. And I'm sure those two people are delighted the fact that you thought that much of them to remember all the encouragement they gave you to continue on impressing. Oh, yeah, there was there was a, a big man. There was there was so big in me finishing it because. I'm gonna tell you what I well, I won't tell you exactly what I was doing, but I used to hang around the store a lot Columbus, that, that same store on Buena Vista Road. I used to hang out at the store a lot, late night sometime. Um, but I started writing while I was sitting there, I started back working on the story. The story changed maybe three or four times throughout the whole process, but I just kept writing, kept writing, and uh just for something to do and they would ask, like, what you working on? What you writing? So I, I would let them read it. And they just motivated me to keep writing. Just time after time, like, hey, you need to finish this. What happened? Because they would ask me every time they see me to read it. They're like, what happened? What 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 Kojak do next? And this and that. So uh, I said, you know what? I'm, I'm going to just work at finishing it. So I finally finished it. And I said, well, you need an editor. And I didn't really want an editor. I didn't even want uh, this get it published. I just wanted to do everything my own, my first. So that's the reason I hadn't moved on further to trying to have it published. So yeah, I appreciate those ladies though. You had also gave uh, uh, special thanks to your, your children, your wife and your children and your mother. And you, you apologize. You said, I apologize a million times for not being there as much as I should have by trying to do what I thought would be the best for all of us. I miss a lot of your childhood. That was deep. Oh, yeah. yeah, I uh, missed out on a lot of my oldest boys uh, growing up. And uh, it's crazy to say that I don't even know if I would have really been there at that time. I wasn't really in the good, I wouldn't say a real great mind state. I was still uh, street in the streets a lot and I still had that same mentality of uh, being in the streets and uh, the people that I was around, uh, you know, wasn't the great crowd. I mean, them, them still my friends to this day, but what we were doing at that time wasn't the best choices that I've made. So uh, I missed a lot of time with him, especially moving. I was trying to move away from from all the, all the things that were going on. We were at, I had got shot. I watched my friends be shot uh, five times, uh, locked up here and there, 
so I thought the best thing to do was to move with my family then to to Columbus to just to clear my mind to get a restart and I would come back and uh, visit my, my oldest boy time to time. Those times was so long, the stretch was so long, I missed out so much time. And I don't necessarily know that that was the best choice. It, it seems like it seems like it now, and I, I hope it was. And uh, but me and him have grown so much uh, here lately, and um, I'm just proud of him. I'm, I'm, I'm glad of what he's doing. Uh, try to stay in his life for sure. Um, That's great. Here on, you put you place three and a half pages full of all the people that influenced you in some capacity throughout right. your journey of writing this. And on page seven, you placed me, my brother, and my sister on that, along with one great neighbor that, you know, I knew you and him were really close, you know, with us, you know, playing football and stuff like that together, Ephraim Stroud. Yeah. There's a lot of family members and friends you placed in this in reference to your credits. And I encourage everyone if it's just to see your name in this book, go purchase the book. Go grab this book right here because this book right here, I, it has a strong connection. Shelby, North Carolina, Golden Ridge, North Carolina, slash Kingstown, North Carolina. It has a strong connection and people, you'll be amazed at the things that you do in your life that connects to another person's life. And I feel this book right here was the connection that you gave back to that era. And um, just by reading, I think everyone would appreciate it. Could you go a little bit in detail and letting everyone know really what, well, tell, tell other people what Burning Bridges is. Uh, the idea of Burning Bridges was um, me leaving, like I said, me trying to move on uh, from that that part of my life, from from not being in the streets, not uh, making the dumb decisions, and it's it's just like you know you burn a bridge and it's, it's never meant to be crossed again, and that's uh, that's where the title comes from. But it's the book is based off my life. Um, it's not to the T. Uh, it's some things that's exaggerated. There's some things that's real in it. There's some names that's been changed. Uh, but it's some like it's real life situations in it. But um, it's based off my life, and just wanted to, to show uh, my growth and um, being a troubled guy, trying to come up with a business plan, uh, figuring out that I had had something, but had to go back to the streets to get the get the capital for it, and. So doing that, you still having to duck and dodge trouble, and along the way, I found my wife, and uh, that's that's the story in a nutshell. But it's so much other stories that's in it. It's it's a it's a message to us, a message to our black people. There's um, like I say, um, just giving back, just just telling the people that I appreciate their time, the time that they've given me. That's one way or another. Those people all have influenced me in some kind of way or they've done something for me, but my life wouldn't be the same without each one of those those people. Hmm. You said that you found your wife. Um, would that be her? Yes, sir. Awesome. Awesome. Now, it looked like you might be cutting up. You know, she looked a little frustrated with you. <laughs> yeah, that was, 
Yeah, that was the intent, man. That was the intent was her getting fed up. So in that story, in, in the book, it's uh, a spot where you may you may get that. Let me uh, see what see what that is. Awesome. Okay, we got an update. We got an update. Oh, Green, yeah. Tampa Bay 7, Green Bay 0. Uh-oh. Okay. <laughs> well, uh, has anyone contacted you or reached out to you that may have come across your book and said, hey, Let's do a, a a short story or a movie film on it. No, not yet. Um, like I said, this the book's been out a long time, but I really never pushed it. Uh, just here recently, man, I've I've kind of started pushing a little bit more. Started I started trying to find some ways to market it and uh, advertise a little bit more. But like I said in the beginning, I I never really intended it to come out. I just wanted something for our uh, for the neighborhood, something for Shelby. Uh, people to see and uh, to do, but but things now I see a, a possibility of some some things change. I would definitely love to do a little film, a short film uh, for for burning bridges to the most. I'm, I'm about to start working on a strip for it, and uh, just gotta put some more things. But I got one or two more books I'm trying to knock out, and then I'll get to some, some stream right now. Let me go back and let me go back to the heaviest the crown power. At the end of this one, it ended mm -hmm. as if there's gonna be a sequel. Is that true? Yeah, it'll be it'll awesome. be a sequel. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> awesome. Because I'm gonna be honest with you, I'm like, no, you didn't. You're gonna leave me like that. <laughs> you wait till I see him. You're gonna do me <laughs> like that. I mean, see, I was really all in, I was all in bed. I was in, man. You had me yeah. suck. In. I'm like, <laughs> I want more. I want more. I want more. Yeah. And then you ended it. I'm like, he's <sighs> my crown now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's a lot to come, man. It's a lot more. Uh you'll see some uh with his, with with the lady. I won't say what she is to him, but uh with the women, uh it's gonna be something uh with them as well. It, it should be an interesting uh second half. But you know what, though, some of the best movies, like you look at Underworld and how many different mm -hmm. versions Underworld had and oh, like yeah. The Matrix. You know what? So many people was waiting on another Matrix and another one and another mm -hmm. one. And now so many people. I'm an Underworld fanatic. I love Underworld. Right. I, yeah. I can watch it over and over and over. All of them. Waiting yeah. for a new one, though. I'm waiting for oh, yeah. a new one. And that's where you carried me with Heavy is the Crown Power. I'm like. I want more. Give me more. Give me more. So you you did a great job, man. You did a great job. And I appreciate it. I really appreciate it. Mm -hmm. And whoever that teacher was, we ain't gonna call her his name out that gave you that C. <laughs> hmm. yeah. Had you given him the B or A he felt he deserved and probably did, you may have been in this book. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> is your crown. I appreciate that. Hey man, I appreciate it. Anytime you uh you you come out with something new, reach out to Urban Voice Media. We'd be more than happy to um bring you back to the round table session, talk about what you're doing. Like I said, I'm waiting on the movie. I, this is a must. Somebody needs to appreciate grab it. this and support you behind this one because T, this is great right here. Uh, the other one is great. This one is the movie. That's the movie yeah. there. Um, like I say, anytime you have something that you you you're working on or uh, just completed, 
feel free to come back to us. We'll be more than happy to do an interview with you. And once again, ladies and gentlemen, you can get both books. Um, we'll do it that way. Since that one's first, I don't know if we can get it in. Am I getting it? Yeah, there we go. You can get both books at Amazon, or like you said, you can go to the 321 flea market in Dallas, North Carolina on the weekends, and he'll be there to personally uh, sell you one and autograph it. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, Tyrone, I appreciate it, it's my good. brother. I'll oh, yeah, man. Appreciate it. If, you, if, if, if you're interested, I'm going to let you go ahead and get to, get to that game. Until next time, brother, you stay safe. Hey, I appreciate you. Appreciate it. Love, bro. All right. All right, man. Have a great day.